Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. Hello, and welcome to... Hello? Hello to you, Dennis. Welcome... (laughs) To our listeners, to another episode of Superman Splaining. I'm David Yoder. And I'm Dennis St. John. And I get Superman Splain too, and I interrupt. You didn't say hello back, Dennis. That's very rude. Oh, hi, Yoder. <laughs> and welcome, listeners. Yeah, there you go. Good job. All right. So, the most important part of this whole thing is trivia. <laughs> trivia questions for you dennis about superman comics that you haven't read and maybe never ever read and i did read them so here's the point system you get five points if you get an answer without any choices just guessing blindly or if you happen to actually know that even though i know you know nothing about superman <laughs> and you get i know nothing i'm the superman splainy <laughs> you get two points if you're able to maybe Knock it down to 50-50 and then guess, or maybe you'll know at that point. And the bonus questions, there's two of them this time, are double in those points. Can I can I do an addition question? Addition? What if, what if I get 10 points if I answer the question correctly before you even ask it? No, I don't like the precedent that sets for you to just, like, interrupt me with what you think the question is going to be. Okay. I thought that might be funny, but I guess it would be obnoxious, you know. Uh, what if I just randomly say, like, Jimmy Olsen, and then that turns out to be the answer to the question? Well, how many times do you think that'll, like, pay off that you'll get it right? <laughs> None. None times. Okay. Anyway, right now you have 223 points, and you need to get to 250 points to get another shot at reading a Superman comic or comics of your cho- choosing and telling me about them. The reason I thought about that is I suddenly had this memory of I had a a girlfriend who grew up not watching Jeopardy and I was watching Jeopardy with her one time and I badly explained what Final Jeopardy is and she was like they have to write the question they have to write the the question before they even hear it you know oh (laughs) because they write down they have to write down their bid yeah yeah (laughs) but you get the category so it kind of gives you a ballpark idea. Like yeah, if I, I was on Final Jeopardy and the Superman. category was Superman, I would probably wage everything for sure. Like, cause I'm like, <laughs> I think I'll have a chance at this, but then I probably wouldn't know it and then look like a fool. I doubt there's any general Superman trivia that Jeopardy could throw at you that you wouldn't be able to pull out. Maybe. I haven't been reading like current day Superman stuff as much, but anyway, let's uh, get into, we're talking about October, 1992. Uh, is the month and year that these issues came out for Superman titles for the month. And the first one is Superman Man of Steel number 16. And your first question is, this comic deals with domestic abuse. So how many ads do you think for boxing video games are in this comic? Oh my gosh. This, uh, three. Three? Well, that's not one of the choices, but... (laughs) I'll give you the options. A is zero, B is one, or C is two. It's uh, two. There's two of them. Yeah, there is. There are two. It's the same ads in each issue. One's for a second Genesis of Andrew Holyfield, but this is like the center spread of the thing is a guy getting punched 
in a comic that is like 90% all about the spouse abuse going on. Wow. And then, at least at least it's an Evander Holyfield game and not like a Mike Tyson game, right? And then the back inside cover is George Foreman's knockout for looks like Game Boy, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. So that's pretty cool to get across all the platforms. But so yeah, you got that right. And uh yeah, so this is Superman the Man of Steel number 16 Crisis at Hand part 1 of 2 or Hard Knocks, which is not a great wow. title. Um, Luis Simonson is on the story. John Bogdanov is on layouts. And Dennis Yonke is on finishes. So, Can I tell you what I thought you were going to say at first? And it was really bad. What you were like, this, you know, this comic deals with domestic abuse. For a split second, I thought you were going to be like, is it for it or against it? <laughs> uh, it's... I think it's pretty clear it's on the side of being against it, but there's a lot of depictions of it in it. And like, I guess maybe uh should have maybe set up front content warning just for listeners that that's what uh, the first two issues that we're talking about are dealing with. I'll try to not linger on, but it's like, that's what the stories are about a lot. Um, so right, yeah. Yeah. It's the trigger warning, content warning. Yeah. Uh, so this and the following issue are, like I said, about domestic abuse I, I feel like they're trying to handle it well, maybe not so well with like the title of the story, but um, I, I feel like the biggest strike against it, other than just repeatedly depicting a man abusing, physically abusing his wife, is that our main point of view is through the eyes of Superman. Like it's not really like humanizing, you know, the the family that's going through this that much. And they're also showing. An incredible amount of Superman skin. Um, well, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I love pe- Superman. So, and th- the cover for this one, to me, like looking at it at a first glance, Superman's very angry. He's hovering over this abused this woman that has like a bruise on her leg and her cheek, and she's like cowering in a fetal position. And it it kind of looks like you know. Mm-hmm. he's the abuser or like we are yeah. and he's gonna come after us like it's uh yeah i feel like they could have drawn this scene differently if he was like um clearly protecting her it would like which isn't that hard to draw right yeah i mean I, honestly i feel like this whole thing is kind of a misstep because it's just like if i was a kid looking for superman comics that's not going to compel me to want to read um so but the abuser in the story is gary johnson uh he has anger issues and it starts with him having those anger issues come up at a job interview where he's like yelling in the interview so he doesn't get that job his wife is andrea and she's uh being physically beaten by him for a multitude of reasons uh that you know whatever he comes up with and they also have four children like the youngest one in like diapers and uh also in the story clark and lois are out on a date for some dinner and then uh the johnsons happen to live right next door to clark which we kind of i yeah i I recall that because you've been setting this up for a minute yeah see this is the thing it's like i never know it's like well this was like mentioned briefly in this one story that's like mainly about like time travel or something else and it's like i guess i should address it but like i don't know if it'll like be a thing that they tackle later or not and in this case it was so gary abusing 
Andrea, in the middle of the night, wakes up Clark sleeping in the nude, as you pointed out. And he fly- he's like flies out away from the city as Superman. And then he realizes that it's his own neighbors. Um, so he comes crashing through their window and oh. grabs the belt from Gary. And Gary faints as uh, his wife uh, hits Superman over the head with the lamp and breaks the lamp. And then Andrea calls the cops on Superman, not the husband. And she's not willing to press charges against the husband. So that's where that ends. And then in the morning the next day, uh, Superman decides that maybe he should try to do something as Clark Kent instead of as Superman. So he's wearing his best suit and goes to the police station. And the cop says their hands are tied because the wife doesn't want to press charges. And I was trying to look up information about this and it may vary from like state to state and things, but like, I don't know that that is like, you know, I feel like that's a thing like you hear in stories and stuff like right. if the victim, there's is a lot of like, um, cop, cop cliches, right. They're like, Oh, you can't report a missing person for over until it's been 24 hours. And that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Right. So it, it could be a thing that's just like commonly accepted as a truth, but isn't actually a truth. And also though, I'm not a lawyer and I, it's, it have to address it, I guess, just to say, but like, if you or anyone, you know, is experiencing abuse physically or otherwise, it's seek the help that you need to get, you know, just feel like have yeah. to put that out there. Yeah. I think you can. You, the reader, can tell we are uncomfortable with this subject and we're going to struggle through trying to do the right thing during it, right? During this. Because this is not an easy subject to talk about. Yeah, and this is like something you've had to deal with on the Buffy Virgin podcast as well, where it goes into like more serious territory where it's like, okay, this is stuff the characters have gone through or that's been represented on screen. And it's like, we have to talk about it. So it's like, I could, part of me, I kind of almost wish I could have just like skipped these two. I mean, I guess I could have, I am just forcing myself to do this project (laughs) of reading Superman comics on my own. But the completest to me is like, I got to read every issue and tell my friend Dennis about every issue, no matter how gross it may be. Switching gears a little bit. We see Keith, uh, who is, uh, the kid that has that cat that prayed to Superman, if you remember from a while back. Right. Superman saved him from a fire in the orphanage. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the cycle abuse seems to be continuing because Gary's elder sons uh, are picking on Keith. And uh, one of them says that, like, Keith's mom won't come back for him. Maybe she'll come back for the cat, but not for him. And it's like, that that's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, sorry to laugh. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then... This is maybe, to me, the thing that was like, oh, this is actually interesting. I don't know how much fun it is, but just to talk about, uh, Superman tells Lois about a similar case that he went through during his first year of being Superman, where like he tried to be like Superman twenty four seven, like solving like all problems that he could. And uh, the drawings in this two pages, it pays like homage to an original Siegel Schuster story, where Superman rescues a woman from being abused or that's already been abused. But in this story, Superman throws the husband into the air to scare him. Then afterwards he threatens to not catch him the next time. If 
the man hurts his wife again and even says something to the extent of like sometimes i wish i could drop guys like that from 30 stories up and be done with it but it isn't that easy there's some dark places they take this version of superman in the 90s huh. yeah but going back to keith with his cat uh, he's got a magazine photo that it looks like his mom on the cover uh, the woman has dreadlocks and keith's cat runs off and a woman with uh, similar hair grabs up the cat and takes it into the sewer keith thinks it's his mom and kind of follows after but we see as the reader that this woman is like like a sewer mutant person like <laughs> more in line with something from x-men comics yeah they're morlocks so yeah. this is such a shift from the like like domestic advice uh domestic advice domestic abuse storyline to uh you know sewer mutants yeah and but- also what are they saying about like you know uh natural black hair right uh well yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna touch that one i guess but uh the Oh, we're almost done with this story. And I will say, yeah, we're switching gears somewhat in this story. But the third issue that I'm going to be talking about today, it's about the forever people. So it's like it was quite jarring to like sit down and read these on a row and to think about them coming out in the same month, like week after week sort of thing. But the story ends with Clark going to uh, Mon Pa Kent on the farm to talk about his issues. Um, And just so you can get thirsty for some more Clark Kent drawings uh there's him in overalls but without a shirt <laughs> wow he looks like a little abner a little bit yeah but uh i, li- I like how john bogdano draws those chunky mus- muscles on him but um anyway clark's very tormented by the fact that he feels unable to do anything to help the situation but uh still has to like have it going on around him and that's kind of where we end that story but unfortunately we'll have to finish it with the next issue that we cover all right okay so your next trivia question uh is how does lois check to make sure andrea contacts the woman's shelter that she uh gives her information on in superman 72 how does she check to make sure that she called the called the number or something right uh sorry this well, question is kind of obtuse but yeah um as a reporter she knows how to hack things so she checks out if she's called the number through like hacking the power or the the telephone company she hacks the mainframe uh-huh yeah okay well that's not one of the choices but uh <laughs> she calls her friend that works there which i guess i could have given you that information that she has a friend that works there which is in the story b she has Superman use his super hearing or C she listens to the phone call through an AM radio station. <laughs> oh, it's definitely the AM radio station. Yeah. Yeah. That is what is in the comic. <laughs> and I have no idea that that's rooted in science or fact at all. So did she mean to do it? Did she be like, I'm going to tune this to my neighbor's telephone frequency or did it just happen by accident? She, like, prayed to God and then did it, and it worked. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand this. Well, maybe we'll understand it as we talk about the story. So, Superman 72, Powerless, Crisis at Hand, Part 2 of 2, or Rage, Dan Jurgens, Story and Art, Brad Van Kata finishes. And I will say, I so I took these notes, 
it wasn't until like looking at these covers again recently that like they're being a little too tongue-in-cheek too with the like this title crisis at hand you know how there's like crisis on right like multiple yeah. crises yeah, yeah. I was just like, uh. can i tell you one thing that really bothers me that sure. they use the new num- numerical two for part two <laughs> and then they spell out t- they spell it out t-w-o right next to it part two of two pick a lane they do that for part one as well it's numerical digit one <laughs> of two t-w-o yeah uh, I, I was I kind it. of like why would they think that's okay unrelated to the subject matter for this one i just did find it interesting that the finisher seems to do a decent amount of the art with dan jurgens at least because like these pages look very different from previous issues where it's been brett breeding like there's a lot more like dark shadows that it's not as much like just like line work sort of drawing like the basic drawings yeah. are the same so yeah this looks like uh kelly jones inks or something you know yeah and like we've talked about the credits before in the past and it's just like it's interesting to me like how it's attributed so it's like i wonder if he's if dan jurgens is like drawing like relatively tight layout thumbnails like at maybe at size and then like maybe the finisher inker is taking those and blowing them up and like doing the completed artwork and that might explain some of the like funkiness that happens sometimes when it goes from one to the other if like someone's trying to stay rather true to the art yeah it's interesting looking at these two because like all these heavy inks on super heavy heavy shadows make sense for this like farm at night scene but then when the inks are like just as heavy during the day on a jog is like i don't know i want people to not that i like heavy inks obviously like i like heavy shadows but it shouldn't be the exact same lighting at night as day right yeah i agree sorry i usually don't complain about people's other people's art but that just strikes me yeah it's something that stood out well so uh we're still have to finish up the story okay uh clark's (laughs) talking to his to jonathan kent on the farm again um he almost like punches through a, a tree in anger but jonathan stops him before he does uh then he goes on an early run with lois i thought they had a uh, kind of cute 90s workout clothes uh lois has like lime green spandex and stuff and clark's wearing like a full like tracksuit sort of thing clark brings up again about the that previous story uh, from his first year of being superman turns out one of his uh, first things that he covered for the Daily Planet was the murder of the woman that was getting abused by that husband. And Clark was very shocked. And uh, he went, he goes on a rage. I guess I think that's where the rage for the title comes from. Uh, that he's like searching for this husband. He's got a five o'clock shadow. Like, I think that's Whoa. all he's doing. Yeah. He does track down the guy at the funeral at the gravesite. And he barely like gets talked down from killing the guy. Like if you see that one drawing where he's got really intense red eyes and like I on the verge of killing this man, really like, but the guy's mom is there at the funeral and she pleads for his life. So he drops him off at the cops or jail instead. And present day or present day for this comic, Gary's of course, abusing Andrea again. um, And Clark is just Clark and Lois are going back to Clark's apartment and Lois is like, we need to do something about this, but Clark's just really despondent. He even like 
turn wants to turn on the radio to just try to drown them out so he doesn't have to hear it um but lois is being more proactive and wanting to at least go confront the neighbors about this going on and i guess that inspires clark to go with her and he kicks in their neighbor's door not as superman but as clark kent just like power kicks breaks their door after breaking the window as superman and the husband storms off and like i said in the trivia lois gives andrea the number to a woman's shelter and yeah just magically somehow gets to hear that conversation through the am radio next door superman tracks down gary at the brit at a bridge where gary is ready to commit suicide he's uh going to go full foswell i guess um and superman convinces him to get help instead and this is supposed to be like a happy ending i guess it's a really weird thing the last page i didn't put in there but that they like have superman flying with the guy and he's like happy that the guy wants to get help but then it's like superimposed over the image of him finding that the dead woman from the previous story in the background (laughs) and it's just like I don't know what they're trying to say for sure. I think maybe the most responsible thing that DC did, and it wasn't in the first issue, but in this issue in the back page in the letters column at the end, there's a note about information for where to contact if you or someone you know is experiencing physical abuse. So, all right, we got through that. We don't have to talk about that again. All right. All right, well, you're two for two for getting the questions right so far. Let's see if we can continue that trend. What advice does Jimmy give the owner of Titano's Pizza in regards to turning Turtle Boy into a kid's TV show? Uh, make a make a black and white comic about it first. Oh, that's so smart. That's better than any of the choices I came up with. But uh, this is for Adventures of Superman 495. So your options are A have his lawyer look at the contract before signing B that Jimmy should get paid more money or C that Jimmy's friend Bibbo should play his sidekick on the show. Uh, that Jimmy should get more money. Well, that's, that is Jimmy thinking. I feel like, but he, uh, Jimmy advises the guy that he should have a lawyer look at the contract first. And I found this to be kind of a meta commentary on the Siegel Schuster whole like, yeah. scenario of how they yeah, totally. signed away their rights to Superman. To, and then that created trouble down the road. All right. So it's Adventures of Superman 495, Supertown, The Man of Steel, One of the Forever People, or The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Tom Grummet is penciler, Doug Hazelwood is inker, and Jerry Ordway is the writer. So yeah, like I said, we're switching gears. We're talking about Forever People now. Um, <laughs> uh, the the Forever People boom tube onto a Metropolis highway. They're looking for Superman. Clark and Lois wrote a story about the spousal abuse incident that they've gone through here recently, and their coworker Ron is asking them why they didn't use any names in the story. And they say they wanted to protect the couple. And Perry White comes in and says, a good reporter has to tell the truth regardless of who might get hurt. And it's just like, I don't know what message they're sending. <laughs> this stuff. That's interesting because isn't like a reporter's duty to like protect their sources and stuff? 
Yes. And also I would say, Clark and Lois, do you really need to be writing about this story? Like DC Comics 1992, do you really need to be trying to tackle these heavier issues in your Superman comics? Back to Forever People. Superman catches up with them on the highway. Big Bear is moving cars around by hand. It turns out that Beautiful Dreamer and Big Bear's daughter, Maya, was taken, and they believe it was by Darkseid. And I had to make a note to say side because I usually say dark seed because that's how the name looks written out to me in my head. But um, Right. <laughs> and all of them go to Apocalypse, not Acropolis. And, <laughs> uh, they fight some dog soldiers. The forever people merge into Infinity Man and they fight robot guards with Superman. And then we get that scene of Jimmy and the pizza shop guy meeting about a TV show. Then we get more fighting with Superman and Infinity Man fighting some parademons. Darkseid abducts them with the finder beams that he shoots out of his eyes. Are they called finder beams? Are they called different beams at different... I think they are. Yeah, I think he has different beams, right? Because sometimes they like disintegrate people. Sure. But he abducts them into his lair and he's like, hey, what's up? Why are you on my planet? And so they fill it's him very, in. It's very, very realistic, uh, dark side. Uh, that's dialogue. the dialogue that's hey, in the comic. <laughs> no, uh, they fill in dark side that on what's going on, but he says he didn't take Maya, Granny Goodness did. So it doesn't Granny Goodness work for dark side? Yeah, but I guess on a technicality, dark side didn't like give her permission to take Maya, so. Darkseid decides to let Maya and everyone else go. And so they get taken to New Genesis and the great high father offers to let them all stay there. And that's where that one ends. It's really strange whiplash going from like <laughs> those other two issues to this story. It was fun to have some old like Kirby like characters yeah. and stuff, but like, yeah, it's fun to see other artists draw stuff like, you know, all that like energy and stuff, mm-hmm. the like kind of Kirby style energy blasts and stuff. And the crackles. You know, Cause like, yeah, it just feels like so um, anachronistic to how like uh, comics were being drawn back then, you know? Yeah. It's, it's strange whenever these Kirby characters show up in like this era of comics. Like I think I mentioned with the panic in the sky storyline when infinity man, infinity man first showed up. I was just like, I had no idea that was a thing that happened. Um, they go full captain planet and just become one person. (laughs) All right. Next trivia question for you, Dennis, who's behind the attack on Superman by high tech and Superman in action comics, six eighty two, And that cover that's, that's high tech, the robotic lady there. Uh, high tech is being hired by, uh, I feel like the obvious answer is Lex two, but that's too obvious. It's, um, I don't know who else are his enemies these days. Uh, it's, um, Deadshot. Oh, he should have stuck with Lex two. Cause that may have eliminated <laughs> one of the options, but Deadshot is not one of the options that I'm giving you. So hey, Lex two. B, Thaddeus Kilgrave, or C, Cerebus. Cerberus? Oh, Uh, man, I forgot about Cerberus. Uh, Let's say Cerberus, yeah. 
that would maybe make the most sense, even though the last time we saw Cerberus, it was just a head in a jar left in the <laughs> desert because he uses cyborgs and things. But it's Thaddeus Kilgrave, who do you even have the foggiest idea who Thaddeus Kilgrave is, Dennis? No, Kilgrave is a good name, though, but yeah. I don't recall that character. But I do visually recall high tech. I feel like I might have read some high t- some com- Superman comics with high tech back yeah. in the day. Uh, so that's what Thaddeus Kilgrave looks like. He looks like a real, like, uh, wow. mole man he... type, like, nerdy villain. Yeah, he looks like a very off-brand Doc Ock. Yeah. So, some context, the only thing, I was like, that name sounds familiar. And I had to look it up on, like, the DC wiki that, you remember that story about the amusement park where, like, Superman pummeled all those, like, Justice League robot guys? Yeah, yeah. Was that Kilgrave? Yeah, Kilgrave was working with Toy Man in that story. And that that was the only other issue like I think I've ever dealt with Kilgrave before. This is Superman in Action Comics 682, At the Hands of High Tech, or Gauntlet, Roger Stern, writer, Dusty Abel, guest penciler, Terry Austin, guest inker. So High Tech, like I said, is this robot-suited lady that wants to fight Superman, uh, and covered already about Kilgrave. So apparently he previously gave the Joker a nuclear bomb that weakened Superman in Superman number nine. And I read this comic (laughs) for context and that it doesn't really provide much more other than that in it, but it's a really good, it's a John Byrne early Superman run comic where there's this robotics Superman that Joker gasses some people and then like has a bomb inside of him and Superman takes him up into the sky and the bomb goes off next to him. But meanwhile, Clark Kent is getting a hot dog when he sees a laser beam uh, start to boil Metropolis's river. Not to boil the hot dogs, but the river. And uh, He's like, quick, throw a lot of hot dogs into this water. Yeah, cook them up super fast. Um, (laughs) That's what uh, Silver Age Superman would have done. That's how you solve that problem. (laughs) the, The Silver Age, yeah. And then he takes whatever kryptonite so he can eat them all and get super fat. Yeah. And uh, then he makes a giant like rubber inner tube so people could still go, you know. Yeah. Well, we could spend all day writing Silver Age Superman adventures, but let's keep with this 90s one. Uh, Superman flies into space to check out this laser thing. Uh, Abel, Dusty Abel, I think has an interesting style, um, kind of elongates the figures. Um, he's done some... and. Or some of the annuals that um, I've covered in the past, I think. This laser beam, though, it's too hot for Superman to touch. He, he doesn't punch it like in the cartoons or in Panic in the Sky. Yeah. That's, that's one of Superman's powers. He can punch lasers. Right? But the laser is coming from a satellite that's rigged with a nuclear bomb that goes off and knocks Superman out of the sky. And so uh, mission one checked off, I guess, for Kilgrave. And then High Tech shows up and starts fighting Superman, and there's this chase that ensues. Oh, I do edit this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to all the episodes, but like, I'm not going to keep that burp in there. Just... You, you cut out the burps at least. All right, yeah. But will you cut us cut out us talking about your burps? Well, you just have to listen and see. Anyway, so yeah, Superman's fighting High Tech. And they're flying around all over the place. He uses his x-ray vision to see that high tech has a human skeleton in this robot suit. And he uses... I'll pull the skeleton out. 
that's not really a Superman solution <laughs> to things. Um, oh my gosh, there's a human in, wrapped around the skeleton. He uses his heat vision and kind of like knocks out like the anti-grab boots or something. And so high-tech dumps the one outer layer. They end up in a cave that Kilgrave sent up as a trap previously that we didn't see. And then Superman rips off another level of the robot shell. He says it's like a one of those like nesting dolls, like what are they called? Brushenkas or something? Yeah. Like Russian dolls. That's kind of what high tech looks like on the cover. Um, just with still some robot gear. She like still goes full out attacking Superman. I think kinda of knocks him out, but then she finds out that Kilgrave has trapped them both in this cave and that there's another bomb down there that he's like just willing to kill both of them and like be done with the day and he's like already celebrating back in his lair and then who should show up but superman and high tech because they were able to disarm the bomb of course and superman grabs kilgrave because he's not really a physical threat to him and he's telling high tech like hey you gotta come in too for you know you did bad things you set off a nuclear bomb and you disintegrated a river yeah some bad stuff Seems like big things you don't know seems like uh kind of world changing things to do <laughs> but it turns out the high techs he's talking to is not her physical form it's a hologram that tricks superman somehow you think he would know he was talking to a hologram but well, it's a hologram that has bones that he can like x-ray and see no, bones he, she makes this change like at the end like just uh, at the very end um the old switcheroo but like Superman kind of seems to almost admire her tenacity that she gets away. And uh, that's the end of that story. Another month of Superman comics done. All right. Ready for the bonus questions. All right. Well, I know that there's uh boxing uh, ads. Yeah. I, here's my, it's a, a your pregame guest. Three musketeers. Yeah, for... It's a three, mus- three musketeers ad. Okay. Well, but you didn't give me the specific Three Musketeers ad, so like now you're just guessing what the question would be, which I don't know how many points that would be worth. <laughs> I guess you're right. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, it's a Three Musketeer ads on the moon. Yeah, it's on the moon. Great. You get 20 points. No, that's not what it is, then. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> Here's your bonus question. What handheld Tiger Electronics game for a movie sequel is on the back cover of all four Superman comics. I'm trying to lead you down the right path as wow. much as I can. A there. movie sequel. What year is this? 92. 92. Terminator 2. That's a good guess. Here are your choices. A. Batman Returns. B. Batman Forever. Or C. Batman and Robin. Uh, it's definitely uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, because that's the right time period with a big ugly penguin <laughs> on the back there, you know. Hey, kids, go see this movie. Tell your parents about it. But I was trying to find more other movie sequels. The only other one I found that was like in the right era was Home Alone 2 that Tiger Electronics made. I So I wanted to be factually accurate with the, the right, choices. Right, as there. you do. As you do. Yeah. Instead, uh, I could cheat and be like, I know specifically what year every Batman movie came <laughs> Well, it's not a cheat. I just made it rather easy for you to get this one right for four points. Your second bonus bonus question, something... What? Second? Well, uh, I had done it once before, but I don't have issues for every time period this matches up, but how many of the four monthly Superman comics are in the Diamond Top 
100 for this month, according to Wizard Magazine, number 14, October 1992. Uh, just one of them. That is not one of the choices. Your choices are A, 0, B, 2, or C, all four of them. Uh, 0. Well, wouldn't you be surprised to know that all four Superman titles are in the top 100? Wow, I'm surprised. Of course, the highest one is Superman number 72 at number 91. So they're all in the like the bottom 10 of the top 100. Uh, they're really owning the uh really own the the bottom 10. Yeah, uh for this month in the top 10, Marvel has 3, DC Comics has 0, and Image Comics has the other 7 in the top 10. Wow, DC not doing well. Not doing well in the 90s. Can I see that uh, wizard cover again? It looked dope. It's a... Yeah. Oh, it's Art Thurbert trying to do his best Jim Lee uh, X-Men ladies cover. Yeah. The ladies of X-Men. It looks pretty good. Um, And mentioning image and 90s and stuff, something that just kind of dawned on me, I didn't make a note of it anywhere, but I'm glad we got here anyway. So this, this Superman 72... Um, we know we're going to be running into spoilers in the future. Superman dies. Do you know what issue? This isn't a trivia question, but like, just like I found it. I guess I could have made it one else, but like what issue Superman dies in? I don't. That's a good. Yeah. I it's don't know. Superman 75. So we're just three months away from that. happening. Whoa. Well, they could. Pretty it doesn't crazy. feel like they're, they're building up to it at all. <laughs> no, not yet. But we'll see what happens <laughs> next time. Yeah. Oh man, speaking of the 90s cuz that's what this podcast is about. Do you want to know what my um top Spotify artists I listened to in 2021 were? Is they might be giants on there? No. no. Uh that would be on mine maybe but <laughs> Who who's on there? The Flaming Lips, Nirvana, Weezer, The Lemonheads, Tom Waits, Cake, the Velvet Underground, Dead Kennedys, Pixies, and Billie Eilish are my, like, top ten. So, like, that's, like, seven or eight all, like, 90s yeah. alt-rock bands. Like, dude, <laughs> diversify your taste. Well, it's hard being an <laughs> older person. Like, in my head, like, Arcade Fire is still, like, a newer band because, like, I just, like, found out about them in college or whatever. But it's, like, that's not the case yeah. at all. Last time I was at the record store, I saw... Um... Or Neutral Milk Hotel or something like that. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, like Lady Gaga has like a tenth anniversary vinyl album out, and I was like, no, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> the math on that is not correct. Yeah, <laughs> but let me add up your points here quick, just so we know for next time. So you got no, you didn't get the first one, or did you? What was the question? How many boxing video game ads are there? I didn't get that. No, or did you? I might have to listen back for this one because I know you got it wrong on your blind guess. I did get it wrong on my blind guess. The choices were zero, one, or two. Do you remember what you guessed? I think I guessed two. That was the right answer. So uh, if you get if you guessed, I'll go back and make sure. Anyway, so that's maybe two points, and then you did get the radio, so that's another two. You said Jimmy wanted more money though, and that was wrong. And then you said Cerberus, which made sense, but that was wrong. And then you got Batman Returns for four. So either eight or six points. So. <laughs> I think you're at 231, maybe at 229. Right. Sounds good. Um, I like how you don't note it down. <laughs> Usually I can remember. That might be so a good idea for the future. Just make a check or an X, you know? 
all right well you want to run the show next time you don't get i haven't earned it i haven't earned it yeah (laughs) all right yeah you can find me on twitter my username is awesome yoder and i do wordle sometimes that's fun right except for now the new york times owns it anyway dennis where are you doing more productive things than me uh i'm uh dennis st john you can find me online at dennis comics that's d-e-n-i-s because i only have one n in my name comics with a x c-o-m-i-x uh that's my instagram my twitter my dot com i'm on buffy virgin podcast if you want to listen to another podcast where uh we talk about buffy and i have a patreon dennis st john where i make my monster comics and you can buy my monster comics online also um if you follow if you follow me on anything i you'll find a link to it i have a lot of monster comics do it buy those monster comics don't be a lex uh, loser no. buy dennis's monster <laughs> comics and come back next time superman he's super he's the man of tomorrow <laughs> <laughs>